Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today I have Gina with Care Patrol of Winston-Salem. Hey, Gina. Hi, Brooke. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on to chat with us today. So for people who may not know, I just want to start from the basics. What is Care Patrol? Yeah, so Care Patrol is it's actually a national brand. So it, uh, Care Patrol started back in 1996. Um, they're quite honestly the leader in senior placement services. Um, and yeah, so we're excited to be in the Winston-Salem area and providing this service. Yeah, so when did you join the Care Patrol team? Yeah, so um, I have a 30-year history in healthcare. I came from a nursing background, uh, leadership background in healthcare, and uh, hit that 30-year mark. And my husband and I thought, you know, what do we want the last 10 years, we'll call it, of our <laughs> career to look like? Uh, <laughs> uh, if you can predict that, right? Um, but we did feel, you know, really strongly that we'd like to step into something that we can call our own and feel like we're giving back to the community. We're from this area. So it was important to us to, um, to think about that at least. We found Care Patrol as an option uh, from a business ownership perspective. And just as, you know, all it took was probably you know, a couple days and a couple conversations of me digging into what Care Patrol is to decide that this was really something that I felt like um, would hit a, uh, a special place for me and then also just a, a need in the community as well. Yeah. So what, so that's a pretty quick turnaround. What like sold you? What yeah. kind of made you make yeah. that call pretty quickly yeah. that this was the right thing? Yeah. So early, well, spring last year around May, um, we, I mean, I'm, very quickly, so probably within a month uh, of doing the exploration, we made a decision to, to purchase this territory. Uh, so in May, uh, we did purchase. And the decision, I think, just to really specifically answer your question, I think the decision just came from um, you have to, at some point in your life, um, step out and say, why not? Uh, it's hard. You know, you come from scary. a very— <laughs> Scary. You come from a very secure place, you know, had a good job and uh, loved what I was doing. So it certainly was not running from anything. And it really was an exciting chapter to say we're, you know, running toward an opportunity and feel yeah. like we can contribute. So tell us what Care Patrol does. Like, mm -hmm. how do you serve your clients? Yeah. So we work with seniors in the community to find senior living options. And that can be anything. Which is an overwhelming process. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, it's, and that can be anything from figuring out how can I stay at home longer? You know, how can I age in place uh, as long as possible? And then when that no longer seems safe and um, a possibility, we, th we talk about assisted living, memory care. Um, skilled nursing if needed. Um, I work very closely with the communities in the area, and I think this is something that's super passionate for me is, you know, I want to know what care levels exist in our community. I have aging parents myself. You know, when you talk about and think about um, what would that potentially have to look like, you want to know what's what's a good option. You know, what who could take care of my parent? Uh, as they were aging, and is it going to be a safe environment? So I spend a lot of time in the communities and understanding uh, their violation history, if it exists, uh, understanding the care levels. And then most importantly, we're free to the family. So I don't want, I'm not a salesperson, and I don't want to have to go out and feel like I'm selling a service. I want to provide a service and work with families. Uh, the business side of it is a partnership that I develop with the communities. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm also not a salesperson. Yeah. <laughs> we're all, I guess we're all technically salespeople, but I don't so like they say, the, right? <laughs> I don't like the connotation with, with salesperson. So I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. So I would imagine you also work a lot with the children of these yeah. aging adults. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I'm a child of aging parents and um, that's, um, it's an exciting place to be and a blessed place to be when you have both of your parents still living, you know, at my age. Um, but there also comes with, you know, added responsibility. And depending on the health of, of your parents, it can be a lot of added responsibility. And so, yes, a lot of um, the work is more having that conversation with the children and uh, talking through the the struggles and caregiver uh, struggles, and that can be a spouse or children, because mm-hmm. uh, it comes with um, sometimes guilt and responsibility and just so many emotions. Oh gosh, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I also would imagine when you're you're working with these senior living communities um, that you're, of course, looking for violations and things like that. But also, they're just they're also different. That you're like, okay, what would be the best fit for this Absolutely. for this family? Because everybody. You know, it's an individualized thing. People mm-hmm. might want more activities or they might want a different location or they might want a, more tiers of options. Such a great point. And I think that's what can get this just really fun about yeah. this job is meeting all the wonderful people that work in these communities. I mean, there is such a heart in this community for caring for seniors. And it comes out in every level of care. It comes out in every, you know, type of community. And, and there's, you know, we do have a really good um, um, uh, sort of selection in this area of different types of care. So you're right. Uh, not everybody's the perfect fit for every place. Not every place can provide the level of care that an individual might need. Um, you can have large communities with, you know, a lot of acreage and a lot of amenities and, you know, and the aesthetics are one thing. You can have a small care home that's very intimate, that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, six to ten people, uh, and it feels a lot like home. So it really is what is the best fit for that individual. Yeah. Yeah, and based on their personality, I know my uh, grandfather, who we talked about mm-hmm. when we when we met, he uh, – ended up passing away. He had Alzheimer's and his personality pre-dementia and Alzheimer's was very introverted, very quiet, very shy. And it was so funny to watch the, not funny, just interesting to watch the transformation that Mm -hmm. by the end, not that way at all. Very much like playing in cornhole tournaments at his assisted living home. And it's like, wow, you made quite the, quite the change. Because before his dementia had set in, I would say, he would need more of that intimate, you know, six to ten people, mm-hmm. but it just didn't turn out that right. way. So. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, and it can change even in the course of the aging process. What makes yeah. sense, you know, at a at age seventy may not make sense anymore, you know, at age eighty five or ninety. So yeah. we all continue just to change and evolve. Do you have a, a success story that comes to mind of somebody that you've worked with and kind of helped them on on a path to? Yeah. It's a great question, and I'll answer it sort of two ways um, because I think there's just two different um, types of examples of how this can work. Um, one is um, sweet, sweet lady who, you know, at age 88 just made the decision herself. She was very fortunate that she was healthy and yeah. um, able to make the decision on her own that it was, you know, no longer safe or the right thing for her to be by herself. 
Um, and I helped her through the process of looking at different options for independent living and finding, you know, just a new address, you know, to move her things and her beautiful dog and, you know, live in a new place where she was surrounded by people and activity and someone to cook her meals for her. And uh, that was a that was being a part of the decision-making process. And then the other side of that sometimes is where um, by, not by choice, but out of necessity, you end up having to make a choice of choosing a place for a family member. And it was because of uh, an acute event that was not expected and it comes very sudden. And that's a very different scenario. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, me being able to come in and at least talk through um, options and, and do a lot of the legwork. You know, I go pick up families and I take them and drive them around to do the tours and schedule the tours and, um, you know, help with that connection point between the communities during a very stressful time where otherwise it's just too much. You yeah. Know, it's too much to try to navigate, especially if you've never thought about it. You've never even considered this could be an option. Well, and it's a lot of times you know you should be thinking about mm-hmm. it, but you don't want to. And so it's something that I'm sure a lot of families and a lot of children um, easily, you know, it's easy to put that off and put it off. And then yeah. something does happen and you're yeah. you're forced to make decisions fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just an amazing service that you provide to kind of take that stress level down a notch where you're not having to also do all this research. You can kind of. Yeah. Have you as their guide. Yeah. Well, you know, and let's be honest, nobody wants to, you know, to age to a place where perhaps you're you're not able to care for yourself anymore. We just don't want to think about that. Yeah. You know, we want sure. to live life and be healthy and, and all the things. Um, but I do challenge individuals to just allow yourself to think about it. And I think we even said in the article that, you know, if there's any takeaway from this type of conversation that it is, just take the time to talk to your family, talk to your children, talk to your spouse, uh, and have a plan and not be afraid to at least open your mind to, to what's there. Because unfortunately, a lot, we just had this conversation yesterday with a family, a lot of people, or especially older individuals, the only vision they have in their head is of a nursing home from 30 years ago that yep. f- for some reason, you know, their sister or, you know, grandma at the time went to that particular community and, um, you know, they have a negative feeling about that. And I challenge folks to go out and just look at what options exist today because it's so very different. I was going to say that mm-hmm. things have come a long way oh. in even 10 years and 20 and 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I think you're so right that so many people – have this horrible thought in their mind mm-hmm. because of a, a bad experience from a loved one that was 20 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. 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 So perspective is important. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we talked about in, in our initial conversation, uh, my dad, unfortunately, um, does have dementia. And um, that has, for our whole family, you know, opened our eyes. And uh, I watched my mom, who's a phenomenal uh, wife and mother and now caregiver. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that layering in that, that dynamic on top of it is, um, it's just really tough. It's just really tough. And I'm so thankful for her for many reasons, but, you know, especially just for her open-mindedness and willingness to think about, 
you know, how's this going? And doing those check-ins often Mm -hmm. with family members to say, am I staying healthy, you know, mentally and physically through this process of being a caregiver? And in a lot of cases, it works so well. And home stays uh, an option for a long time. Um, But also, I think even just sometimes just releasing yourself to the idea that maybe it's not going to be okay at some point, and I'm okay with exploring that. Yeah, and just I think we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but about caregiver burnout Mm -hmm. and the guilt associated with that and that you feel like you're maybe giving up or that you should be, that you can handle it all yourself. You don't need anybody to come in, and that's just, I don't know, I think it shouldn't be necessarily looked at that way because Mm -hmm. everybody (laughs) needs help. Yeah, (laughs) well, you know, Age 65 and older, that sector of our population is expected to double, you know, over the next 30 years. And the impact of that is significant. And depending on your health at 65 versus 85, you know, versus 100, uh, many times the children of that parent, um, they're in what we call that sandwich generation, and they're caring for children and caring for aging adults, uh, aging parents at the same time. And that's just not even, I can't even imagine. That seems impossible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it is in a lot of cases. And I think too many people try and think that it is possible. And And in a lot of ways, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, raising a child and oh, uh, yeah. an, an adult yeah. like that. They, they've reverted back to eating mm-hmm. simple foods mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, have to be told when to go to bed. And, yeah. and it's the same thing that you would tell a kid. I mean, yeah. They revert back to, yeah. to the childhood thing. No, yeah. it's a great point. And <laughs> I think with our children, we expect that. But nobody very ex- hard with with your parents. Nobody expects and nobody wants for that role to shift that yeah, way. My my wife is going through that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. It's a lot of. I remember for me, it was a lot of denial with my grandfather because he was just always so with it and so patient and kind and loving. And like mm-hmm. when some of those things started to change, when he did start getting dementia. It you it's hard to yeah. accept. You mm-hmm. know, you're mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. This is not how it goes. Right. So yeah, yeah, it's I caregivers. I don't know how they do it. So much yeah. respect yeah. to them because that is a very, very, very hard yeah. job. Well, and, and another interesting fact to think about is that as this population continues to age, there's also a couple things that are changing as um, as our society evolves. Is one we all know, unfortunately, you know, divorce rates are pretty high, uh, and more and more people are choosing not to have children. So those two people that that end up, for the Divorced most part, being their kids. the caregivers in some people's lives, they don't have those individuals to serve in that role. And so the idea of a community that uh, takes on that responsibility of becoming that caregiver is really, really important. And mm. so for those individuals, it's certainly important to think early about what would my plan be if I needed more care because they don't yeah. have that that caregiver support. Certainly. I have never, I haven't really thought about that, but that's so true. And it's only going to get mm-hmm. worse, I guess, as far as these this aging population that is more likely could be divorced or not having kids. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's very different from 50 years ago where no one got divorced and everyone had kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and you just took care of you know, you just sort of knew that as people aged, they moved into your home, and that was the answer. And 
you know, right or wrong, uh, yeah. that was a lot of, of what happened. And, you know, the just the, the reality of it is, it's not everybody's a caregiver. Yes. Oh, that is the yeah. truth. Yeah, I'm <laughs> and that's me. Okay. I'm not a caregiver. <laughs> I'm not good at it. It's not my thing. <laughs> and it's okay. You know, that's why there can't be, you know, guilt and shame associated mm-hmm. with reaching out and asking for help. Yeah. Yeah, my mom has made it very clear that she doesn't want to move in with me because of my lack of <laughs> caregiving skills. But, you know, that's okay. She, They have long-term care, thank goodness, there which I go. think is also yeah. getting much more popular thank goodness that people are getting Mm -hmm. long-term care and it's not Mm -hmm. doesn't you don't have to be forced into certain decisions purely for financial reasons well and you know absolutely excellent if that's something that you're able to do and have and because yes it does um, pay off Uh, then the other side of that though is if that doesn't seem to be an option is understand the finances yeah look into that and understand what what does that look like for me Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can certainly help advise on that and, um, you know, point you in the right directions of how to get some counsel on. What would be your your recommendation? Like if you have either you or you have aging parents, what what's a good, I guess everybody's different, but what's a good age or time to say, okay, let's sit down with Gina and yeah. make some sort of game plan? Yeah. Um, most of the... Um, if, if not all of the senior living communities in the area, they accept individuals ages 60 and up. And so I think that is just a a, a good age to at least understand what the options are. Even if it's just, I mean, that can be a phone call. You know, if somebody's Mm -hmm. like, I just don't, I just don't understand. Help me understand what's out there and what the options are to start from that um, spot. And if, you know, anywhere from that age up, uh, if you start to feel like there's some health concerns, you know, if let's say um, a child decides they're going to move to another state, you know, move away mm-hmm. to where you don't feel that support system right around you and you want to have a plan for if something were to happen, um, you can never start too soon. Um, and then I think also, and that's specifically if you're just talking about the type of care, independent living, assisted living. Uh, certainly a diagnosis of any sort of cognitive decline mm-hmm. would be a smart time uh, to talk about what are the options. Um, and then I think even earlier than that, to your point, talking about long-term care insurance and what does that pay for? Okay, I'm Is that per- something that you can also assist with? Not the actual selling insurance, but pointing them in the right direction? Correct. Yeah. You know, yeah. If it's just a, where do I start? I can help talk through some of those. I'm not the expert for sure in all things, but I certainly do know how to to point people in the right direction for resources. One of the first things I did in stepping into this role is get my certification as a certified senior advisor. And, you know, that is um, on top of, you know, what I felt like I came into this with a pretty good baseline from a healthcare standpoint. Uh, and understanding the space a little bit, but to to take the time to achieve this certification really helped me to see, okay, now how do I point people in the right direction? Does it make me a financial advisor? Certainly, it doesn't make <laughs> me an expert, uh, you know, in Medicare, Medicaid, but it does make me knowledgeable enough to to guide people and point them in the right direction. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I can't believe our Time is almost <laughs> up, but how can people get reach you, mm-hmm. get a hold of you if yeah. they are ready to start that conversation about making a plan for themselves or for loved ones? Yeah. So I, I do have a website that you can visit. So um, www.carepatrol.com forward slash Winston-Salem. Okay. 
Uh, is there a dash in Winston Salem? Winston Salem, yes. There okay, is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes so Thank people you. can tap on it. <laughs> yeah, because if I say this wrong, that'll be bad. Uh, but that's the best place to go okay. to the website. Yes. And, Very cool. Uh, yeah, all of my contact information is there, and feel free, you know, calling, texting. Email, website, I do it all. Awesome. Well, Gina, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about Care Patrol and about why you do what you do. I can sense your passion for it, and that's always, always good. Yeah. Thank you, Brooke. I appreciate it. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags online and on social media. We are at ForsythMags.com and at Forsyth Mags on Instagram and on Facebook. And that is a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.